Changing minds one thought at a time. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Empowering Women series. How are you doing today, Jessica? Good. Can you guys hear me? It looks like my phone cut out for a second. Yes, we hear you now. Oh, there we go. Sorry, guys. I'm doing fantastic. I apologize about the technical issue. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I am doing great. I am so excited about today's topic. And without further ado, I can't wait to introduce our wonderful guest for tonight. She is a financial freedom fighter. And she is here to really enlighten us on how to unleash your financial power through your thoughts and actions. I would love to introduce Latasha Kennard. How are you today, Latasha? I am doing great. Thank you so much for asking. Really excited to um, be on the show today. Well, that is wonderful. We're so glad to have you. And, you know, I love your caption financial freedom fighter. Tell us how you became the financial freedom fighter. (laughs) You know, somebody, uh, one of my mentors gave me that name because I'm so passionate about eliminating uh, wealth disparities. I think in the time that we're living in right now, the wealth gap continues to grow instead of shrink. And I'm really passionate about educating our community about the importance of being financially savvy and financially literate so that we can um, build for the future and uh, build a solid financial foundation at that. That's awesome. Such a powerful topic. Um, you know, I love the idea that everyone really is, has financial literacy. You know, I am, uh, my background is education, so I'm a teacher. And although I typically am with the special education population, you know, I do do a lot with schools. And one of the things I notice is that no one ever talks about money in school. You know, kids graduate, they go to college, and no one has ever been exposed to finances. So it's no surprise that when people graduate college, no one really knows what to do with their money. No one knows how to create money or no one is really paying attention much to the stock market. So, you know, it's a really important topic. And like you said, it's so imperative that people really do have financial literacy and really just it's it's so important. Now, I myself am just obsessed with reading books about finances. Natasha, is there, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about the importance of financial literacy? I most certainly can. I think that I always tell my clients that um, if you want to get from point A to point B, you have to know how. There's always a rule book and a manual that's going to direct you in terms of what you need to do to get from point A to point B. And I also like to say if you want to play the game, you have to know the rules. And so when it comes to building wealth, it's 
all a numbers game, and um, it's really important that you take the time to educate yourself about it because if you don't, it's absolutely going to be to your detriment. How are you going to know how to build for the future if you're not spending the time and the energy learning these things? I like to say the things that you spend time on flourish and the things that you ignore will shrivel up and die. And so I think that it's really important that we um, – that we determine for ourselves that financial literacy is important. Because like you mentioned, it's not something that is pushed in our school system. And personally, I don't think that that's by accident. I think that once you get a whole lot of people educated about financial literacy, it will very quickly um, change their financial outlook. And that could be a threat to a lot of people because a lot of people make money off of our ignorance. And so once you begin to educate yourself, it opens up a whole new realm of possibility. It doesn't mean that it makes uh, building wealth easy, but it definitely makes it more possible. Yes, yes, I agree. Now, you mentioned that uh, you want to educate the community, and, you know, uh, I am a servant leader myself, and I love that uh, aspect about it. So when you are performing, uh, you know, speeches or or development programs for the community. Can you tell us a few steps that you would give to them? Yeah, so the very first thing that I work with, anytime I'm talking to somebody about money, um, I want to understand their background and what their parents taught them about money. Because believe it or not, the cycles that we are living day in, day out right now in our everyday lives may very well be the same thing that our parents struggled with because they passed those things down to us through their financial narratives. So the things that your parents tell you, whether it is money doesn't grow on trees or um, money is the root to all evil, whatever that is, that story begins to play itself in our minds and it leads to specific financial outcomes. And we can see this, and one question that I ask is, what are some of the challenges that you go through on a regular basis? That might help me identify, you know, where you're having a specific trouble and what we need to target and identify. So that's one of the first places that I started um, identifying that initial mindset and making sure I understand what mindset shift needs to take place to move you to the next level. And once we kind of get some of that blockage out of the way, that's when I really go to work on the practical stuff. So then we're going to work on developing a budget that you're motivated to stick to. And then after that, we're going to focus on identifying your value so that you have savings goals that are in line with your true values and the things that make you happy. So when you think about it, when a lot of times I'm working with clients and they don't even know what makes them happy and they don't understand their values and what they're looking to get out of life and that causes um, discomfort, dissatisfaction with their life because what happens is we end up spending money on things that don't truly make us happy and then when we do want to spend money on the things that make us happy, it's no longer there. And so that's something that I work on. I call it financial alignment because I want you to be in complete alignment with your values, your goals, and priorities, and I want those things to be represented as line items on your budget. And one way we can look at the impact and the power of this concept of financial alignment is when you think about people who are wealthy but they're depressed, 
they're unhappy. And it's because money doesn't make you happy. Money is simply a tool and a resource for you to use for your benefit or to your detriment. Um, but And a lot of times people who are wealthy, that money came to them, but they didn't take the time to make sure that they were using it in ways that align with their values. And um, that's one of the things that I think is the most important so that as you're saving, you're saving towards the things that make you happy, whether that's traveling, whether that, for me, is like hot chocolate in the wintertime, like being able to hone in on those things are really important. And then finally, we talk about really um, tactical stuff like investing and things like that. Excuse me, that's really powerful. For me, it's really important that you have like your vision, your why, your purpose. Excuse me, and Akina and I talk all the time about finding your purpose. We talked about it last week um, or just this Sunday. We talked about it as really being a strong motivator. And like you said, money is really not something I don't seek after money itself. For me, I, money is not real. Money is just an energy. It's just something that I require or that, that's required. I don't require it. It's something that's required in order to really just create the things we want to create. But like you said, it's for me, money just flows. Money flows through me. And money, I, you know, I believe we attract money, but we attract it not so we can keep it, not so we can just put it somewhere to die, right? Money doesn't like to go someplace to die, right? It goes to be able to use it. We, and that's really what I think is so important, like you said, about money. You know, for me, it is, really, it is really important that you develop that financial literacy, that you know how to attract money, you know how to maintain money, you know how to invest money, like you said. But it's really about knowing what you're looking for and what you want. I love how you talk about that. You know, so for me, I have vision boards everywhere, all over my house. I don't seek after the money. I seek after being able to do those things. For me, I get a lot of joy out of giving back. So it takes money to do that. And one of my mentors, Susan Sly, she always says, you know, poor people can't help poor people. So for me, you know, in order to be able to help (laughs) people, in order to have the impact I want, it takes money to do that. So, like I, and I love Absolutely. how you're talking about Latasha. Don't focus on money itself, but focus on what you want to do with it. And you're going to find when you focus on those things, you're going it, to, it's just energy. It's going to come to you, it's going to flow to you, and it's just going to, it's just going to give you the power to create those things. Absolutely. And one thing I like for my clients to understand is money itself is a dead object, right? There's no life in money and there's no actual value in the cotton fabric that it's made out of. However, every single one of us, you know, we have to work for the money that we get, whether you're going to a job, a nine-to-five job, or whether you have a business, whatever it is, you're putting in your blood, sweat, and tears in your actual life force in exchange for this money that you get. And so money is actually a representation of the energy that you expended to get it. And that's why I think it's so important to make sure that you're focusing on your values as you spend it because I think we underestimate how much of ourselves we put into getting this money, and we need to make sure that we're using it in ways that align with who we are at the core. And if the things that we do don't align with who we are at the core, it begins to create discord in our lives, and I think that's one factor that also, that often goes um, un, uh, unexplained when it comes to managing your money and allocating it appropriately. 
Yes, that makes perfect sense, Latasha. And, you know, I like the steps that you uh, brought to our attention. So now let's say someone wanted to do money, uh, just start at the bare basics, and they really, you know, they just wanted to do the research before they went out and found their financial planner or even if they need a financial planner. How would they start with unleashing their financial power? Yeah, so when you, as women, I think it is even more important for us to focus on unleashing our financial power. And what that means is really standing in who you are, your gifts, and your genius, and understanding that you have something that the world needs. And whatever it is, you are able to monetize it. You are able to attract money to you because of the very energy that is inside of you. And because it is a feminine energy, to me it is even more vibrant, even more magnetic. It is. It should be you should be calling money forth. And what I really want for women to understand is we have a special gift of being able to birth life. And we're the only ones who can birth real things into the universe, right? So something was once in our belly, and and then it comes out as a living, breathing organism. How amazing and spectacular is that? Oh, and that is what I think about when I think about the power of creation that women have. And I think that you really want to make sure that you tap into that, you own your area of genius, and you monetize it to attract money to you. And to answer your question about, like, what if you're starting out at the at the bare bones and you're doing research and you want to figure this thing out? The first thing that I would say is there are a lot of people in the industry who are knowledgeable but not relevant, or who are relevant but not knowledgeable. And whenever you're looking for advice about financial literacy, you want to make sure you're listening to somebody who is speaking to where you are. So, for example, I speak to millennials who are um, anywhere from 25 to 38, right, because millennials face very very particular and specific challenges that differ from what baby boomers and other generations face. And so I want to talk about financial topics from the perspective of a millennial and give insight from the perspective of a millennial. So if that is your situation, you want to be able to work with people who are able to speak to you where you are. And, for example, if you're listening to Susie Orman or um, – Dave Ramsey, they're amazing at what they do. They have a lot of excellent information, but they may not be relevant to where you are. They may be speaking a speaking to a completely different generation, and therefore their advice may not work for you. So make sure they're relevant. The other thing is make sure they're knowledgeable. You want to work with somebody and get advice from somebody who is an expert in their field, and I recommend that you find one or two people who you really connect with, you understand them, you recognize um, who they are, and you can kind of relate to their background a little bit because you want to be able to look at them and think, if they did it, if they're doing this, I can do it too. And you don't want to have you don't want to focus on researching from too many different sources because financial coaches and advisors they'll tell you different things. So find somebody that you trust and stick with them. I will caution you against piecemealing things together because um, one of my coaches always says you can't download success. 
So you can't think that you're going to be able to go to all these different websites and um, put together a strategy from scratch uh, and think that is going to work for you. So um, as you're in the researching phase, focus on those two experts and really hone in on them and, and follow their leadership and expertise. And you know what's really, I, I hope love that's what you're helped. talking about. Yeah, I love how you're talking about finding an expert. And, you know, for me, I think it's really important to just get as much information on financial literacy as you can. I've read dozens and dozens of books on financial literacy, and I have dozens of them already in my queue on Audible. Um, I go to financial seminars. I spend time, I dedicate time every single day to learning about money. And I'm going to be an in integrity on this show. You know, I am not where I am in my finances, or excuse me, I'm not where I want to be yet in my finances. So I'm not going to sit here and, and I'm not going to spew financial information. You know, what I can do is point you to some of the resources that have been really helpful for me. Now, I love how you're talking about finding an expert in the field. See, here's the thing about me. I think it is so important when you're looking for an expert who makes money, it is not enough to look at someone who knows about money you have to find someone who actually has and has made money. So here's an example. So you know, if you look at our business online for Akeen and I, right, our Changing Minds Online, we have our social media set up and we have a cloud, a cloud score. So that's kind of like a credit rating for social media. And it assigns you a value. Well, we had someone the other day come to us and say, hey, you know what, we're going to do training for you if you pay us a subscription fee and we're going to train you on how to run your social media. But when we looked into their social media, they were not where we were. So we obviously did not hire them, right? Because why would we pay someone to teach us how to run social media when our social media was clearly more successful than theirs? I don't hire anyone. I don't listen to audio from anyone. I don't read articles from anyone about money who doesn't have money. It's really simple. People always want to tell you what to do. They want to give you great financial advice. If they don't have money in their bank account, don't listen to them. You know, and I tell people that all the time. You know, it's like if, if someone if someone who you know has studied money and has theoretical knowledge on how to become a millionaire or how to invest in the stock market, if they are not millionaires, if they're not profitable in the stock market, don't listen to their advice. So do your research. Please, please, please do your research. It is so imperative and so important. You know, we look, we live in a time right now where the stock market's doing really well. Um, you know, a lot of people are making a lot of money, but we also know, right, what comes up eventually goes down. It's a cyclical cycle. I'm reading Tony Robbins' book right now, Master the Money Game. Uh, I, I have been following a lot on the Financial Times, um, excuse me, the New York, New York Times reading the financial section, the business section every week, mm -hmm. and they are predicting that in 2016 there is going to be another recession. And, you know, if you look at what happened in 2008, right, everything was – you know, 2008, right, as the stock market crashed. So if you're listening to somebody who is um, who doesn't know what they're talking about, you listen to them, you throw all your money in one place, you can wind up losing it. So please be very, very careful. Now, I am going to give some advice on what I've learned from some of my resources and point you to some of the things that I know. Number one, if you are looking to invest money, if you're that person who says, hey, you know what, I really want to invest money, you know, money needs to make more money. And I love how you talked about, you know, money can be just exchanging time for hours, right? Money is just 
what your, you know, whatever value your money has is a tiny bit into it. I actually don't believe it needs to be the case. As a matter of fact, I think that if you want to have money, that cannot be the case. You know, you cannot just trade time for money. You have to find a way to make profits on your money. Profits are always better than wages. You must, must, must find a form of residual income. I love network marketing. I'm a professional network marketer. We have books. We have all sorts of things. Akeen and I make money from this company when we're sleeping, right? That's residual income. Those are profits. We're no longer making money just based upon the value of your time. I don't care who you are. Akina has a doctorate in I don't know, Lord knows how many masters. I have two master's degrees. Uh, I love you, Akina, but I mean, this woman is educated. You know, I am educated. There is only so much value we can assign for our time. So we produce products that continue to make money when we're not working. Your money must make more money. Write that down. Like, seriously, if you're driving, listening to this in podcast time, pull over and write that down. My money must make more money if I want to be successful. You must find a financial plan that works for you, that's going to empower you, that's going to create total financial freedom. Tony Robbins talks about having absolute financial freedom. What that means is that you're creating income where you no longer have to work, that you can stop working and you can continue to live the lifestyle that you are living now based upon income that's still coming in. There's two ways to do that. Residual, there's really one way to do that. It's residual income. There's many ways to do that. You can do network marketing. I love network marketing. Fantastic way to start a business. Contact me later if you want to know what I'm doing. You know, you can do in- intellectual property where you make products and you sell them. Those products continue to sell. And, you know, investment is another great way to make, um, to make a residual income. Before you invest in the stock market, please know what you're doing. And know this, if you're giving your money to mutual fund managers, they get paid whether or not you make money. They don't care if you make money. And realize that. As a matter of fact, when you lose money, they'll make money. So you're not interested in your success. If you're going to invest money, know what you're doing. Realize that a portion of your money must be in a very safe investment, a low-risk investment. Bonds, um, you know, bonds are a great way to do that. Fixed, fixed income, um, fixed risk is a great way to do that. Contact a fiduciary. A fiduciary is someone who's independent, who doesn't make money or uh, based upon what you make or lose. You're paying this person for financial advice. Do your research. Find a fiduciary. Actually, if you pay a fiduciary, it's a tax write-off. So it's essentially, you know, just, you, you know, making, you're getting advice and you're able to write off the money you paid for that advice. But don't just trust someone to put your money somewhere and then go with it. You know, you have to be in control of your money at all times. So that's always the advice I love to give people. You know, get as much knowledge as you can about money. The more you know about it, the more it's going to flow to you. The more it's going to become attracted to you. And the more you focus on having that money and having what it is, you know, what you want to do, you're going to find it starts comes to you. But you have to first be educated about it. When I wasn't educated about money, I didn't have any money. Now, today I don't have the level of money that I know I'm that's coming to me now that I'm going to have in the future, but I'm in a better place. Why? Because I know more about my money. So, you know, I love Tony Robbins' book, Master the Money Game. I'm actually on my second time reading it. You know, I read the, the, uh, David Ramsey. I love Susie Orman. Honestly, they're not for me. I, and like I love how you said that, Latasha, like, you know, find people that work for you. I don't relate to them. They talk a lot about, you know, cutting your budget. I personally, money is just energy. I don't 
cut my budget. I just want to make more money. I mean, if you're one of those people who wants to, you know, go through your budget and, and say, okay, I'm going to get my hair cut every six weeks instead of every four weeks, you know, then do that. Read that. Read those books. They'll help you to do that. That's not me. I think I can just attract and create anything and everything I want. So rather than focusing on, you know, getting my hair cut four times and or every four weeks instead of six weeks, I focus on how I can get that person cutting my hair to realize that they can change their life too and I can sell them a product or enroll them in my business. So I love to create create money. But um, great, great books you can read. Um, the Richest Man in Babylon, A Monk and the Merchant are great books. Rich, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I love all Robert Kiyosaki's books. You know, reading newspapers, the business section, the Financial Times, not lifestyle, that's not going to help you. But really just educate yourself on money. Um, you know, we're, we're it's such a tough, important topic to me, but um, I know we're close to 9.30. Latasha, is there anything you want to add about resources that people can use and things, steps people need to take to really just bring their finances to the next level if they're at that point where they're really getting ready to start investing and to start looking at taking their finances to a whole new whole new method. Sure. Um, I'd like to leave your listeners with this idea that um, nothing changes unless you change your mindset. And so we talked about a lot of things today. And the most important part for me is that you actually start to take action because ideas are great. Knowledge is great. I started investing when I was 19 years old. I had my first real estate holding before I was 25. I was able to leave my job in corporate America and live off of my own business, not because of the theories that I learned, but because I was willing to learn and then take action, and I changed the way that I was thinking about things. And so I know from working with hundreds of clients thus far, I already know that the only way that you are going to change is if you change the way you think. Once you change the way you think, different actions will begin to spring forth from you. You'll begin to do things differently. You'll begin to seek out different types of knowledge. You'll be more motivated to learn and execute. And so if I could leave you with anything, it would be to change the way that you think about money, um, make time for it, don't put it on the back burner, don't treat it like a stepchild, understand that the time and effort that you put into cultivating the type of financial lifestyle that you want is going to directly lead to the outcomes that you have. Right, Natasha, you know, uh, if someone was touched by the things that you said today, can you tell us about uh, where they can find you and uh, maybe some of the products that you have? Sure. Um, I have um, all pro- products in all different ranges for no matter what stage you are in wanting to take control of your finances. I really believe in serving clients where they are. So if you go over to my website at startyoungfinancial.com, you will find I have um, tons of free courses and um, opt-ins there. And then um, I also have something called the Virtual Budget Box, which is for people who are just starting out and they really want to get a handle on the budget. I actually agree that money um, can be, you know, if you come from a place of abundance, Money can always be generated. However, I also believe that at any given point in time, we have a certain amount of it, and that amount has to be allocated in specific ways in order to help us build for the future. And we know that it doesn't matter how much money you make. 
it matters how you are building the money that you already that you have. So if you make a certain amount of money but you're also spending that very same amount of money, then you're not going to be left with anything to build with. And so the virtual budget box is designed to make sure that you are building towards the future. Um, and I also have a, the Income to Empire program, which is a very fun group um, program where if you need to be more in a group environment and you need some more accountability, that might be for you. But you can just head over to the website at startyoungfinancial.com and you'll find all about it. Thank you so much, Natasha. And thank you so much for being on the show today. If you were touched by something that Natasha said today, please find this podcast on Changing Minds Online. You can also find it on iTunes, Pot, TuneIn, Stitcher, and, of course, on YouTube. Jessica, would you have any closing words before the guest tonight? No, you know what? Just, like, really, um, Akina, like, this is such an important topic, and I really hope that our listeners just really were listening tonight, got things written down. I mean, if you really want to create the life of your dreams, it, it's imperative that you are aware of how to create money. So, you know, this is a topic that we would love to bring you um, more information on, so we're going to really try and set that up for you. But go out, start immediately on really increasing your financial literacy. It's going to make all the world a difference. So, you know, with that, um, we always say the same thing. We end our shows. Thank you so much, Latasha. Thank you, everyone who is listening in tonight. Thank you for letting us be part of your journey. We love you. God bless. Make it a really powerful week. We are not going to do a show this Sunday for Father's Day. Um, we believe in balance. We're going to be spending time with our families. I hope you guys are all doing the same thing. Um, so we're going to resume next Thursday with our Empowering Women series. Have a great week, everyone. Good night, everyone.